the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, welcome Backbone Radio live on this September 10th, 2023. Sunday evening, we'll be here with you sharing the good word. A lot of it about putting America first from 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Honored to be in here. Would love it if you took a moment to check in or text the studio or by phone 303 Six nine six nineteen seventy one. Yes, I know football season is starting, but that makes Backbone Radio even more invaluable on your Sunday evenings. Yeah, carrying that torch, keeping it aloft, doing everything we can to spread the word, empower the people, help save this glorious nation, this once glorious nation. And now we've got a lot to cover. I was off in Steamboat Springs yesterday, soccer game up there. I drive all over this state taking my kids around. And then this morning up in Aurora, another soccer game. And so I'm here, there, everywhere, but now right here sitting in the saddle at Backbone Radio. And should we cover it all? Let's do it. Let's do it. Blake's behind the glass cloudy day, by the way, raining off and on. That's just been the way it's been this summer. You got to have your rain gear in your vehicle or wherever you might go. But we've got Iowa on the agenda. We've got South Dakota on the agenda. Did you see that Governor Kristi Noem, NOEM of South Dakota, just came out and gave a full throttle endorsement to Donald Trump and quite a speech, packed house rally, yet another one for Donald Trump in South Dakota. And yeah, Christy Nome stands up there. We've got the audio. We'll roll the tape of the endorsement. And I say that's kind of a big deal. That is big. Major endorsement from the governor of South Dakota. And she talked a bit about how in South Dakota they did not lock down for COVID. And she kind of went right after DeSantis, interestingly, in some of her remarks. And he, she was kind of reminding people that, no, DeSantis in Florida did lock down. Okay. But get ready for a bunch of VP chatter, potential vice presidential running mate chatter for Christy Nome with Donald Trump. And I thought we might explore that a bit. Anybody have any good ideas on who Trump might want to have as the running mate on his ticket. And we don't want to look too far ahead, but it does look like there's not much of a primary. Trump has it in the bag. He's got a 50-point lead in the latest 538 poll. Remember the old Nate Silver outfit? And in Iowa, the place that DeSantis has been putting all of his marbles. He's basically moved his family to Iowa for a couple of months. Um, 
Trump now up 37 in Iowa. Amazing. Amazing. And Team DeSantis is out there saying, well, they used to say, oh, we're going to win Iowa. We're going to win Iowa. But now they're saying, well, if we get second place, that'll be all right. So you can see the trajectory. It looks like all of the early states, Trump dominates, dominates 30, 40, 50 plus points ahead. And then after that, it just rolls. All of it just rolls. And all the other states, too, have the same kind of polling data. But dare we speculate a bit on who the VP might be? Christy Nome potential? Anybody like that idea? Tulsi Gabbard, just throwing that out there. Tulsi Gabbard, would that be an interesting vice presidential candidate to run with Donald Trump? Nobody knows the deep state better than Tulsi Gabbard. She used to be a Democrat, but then she became a not-Democrat and became an independent, I believe. That was one or two years ago she left the Democratic Party. And Tulsi Gabbard hangs around with Jack Carr, the Navy SEAL Jack Carr, who writes the great thriller books. And boy, does she, her military service, she knows the deep state, folks. Byron Donalds. We've got some Byron Donalds audio in this program. Congressman from Florida. Might that be a potential VP? Running mate for Donald Trump. There's a few other names out there. I mean, you could imagine Tucker Carlson. Tucker. Hmm. We'll talk through a few of those speculations, see if anybody has any strong opinions or strong. The main thing we can't have is another Mike Pence. Oh, no more phony, fraudulent weasel types, which means no more Pence's. Got the DeSantis maybe, maybe could have been the VP, but he um, outed himself as a globalist rhino type Republican. Really, just strange to. Historians are going to study the DeSantis implosion for years to come. I mean, how do you drop that far, and how do you end up doing that badly? And it's too bad. I hate to see it. I thought we had this this great governor down in Florida, but oh, apparently not. So, yeah, let's cover all of those bases. And, yeah, some inside scoop from Vanity Fair and Politico about the DeSantis campaign. DeSantis is out there saying that, Hiring Jeff Rowe, R-O-E, to run his huge pack, the Never Back Down pack, was the worst mistake he's ever made in his life. And so you're getting all these leaks coming out of the demoralized DeSantis camp, and they're attacking one another. They're kind of off the record. And I'll try to put together, like, what's true, what's not true about all that. But it's never a good sign for a campaign when you get the backbiting that ends up coming out into the public. Okay, that's where we are right now. Gavin Newsom says he's not going to run for the presidency. Do you believe it? Newsom, California governor, who I've somewhat been expecting to jump in there because Biden is becoming increasingly unelectable. Unelectable. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Some GOP donors are trying to Gin up a little enthusiasm for Nikki Haley. Are you in that camp? Nikki? Is Nikki next? We'll we'll see what you think about that. Got an interesting story about Philip Bump, the Washington Post deep state reporter, having a few interesting things going on. Walked out of an interview and was saying that 14 presidents have signed this letter about how Trump's a threat to the 
14? How many are still living? It's, it's not 14. He deleted the tweet. Colorado talked about this on the Tubbs show on Wednesday, where I guest hosted for Stefan Tubbs. Those podcasts are up, by the way. There's a little move afoot to try to get t- Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Yeah, they don't want uh, apparently a democracy anymore. They don't want you to be able to vote for Donald Trump in Colorado. Yeah, that's a fringe group trying this with an absurdist interpretation of the 14th Amendment. It's not going anywhere, but that's going to be the ploy, going to be the desperate establishment maneuver moving forward. Okay. Democrats seem to left seems to want to arrest Elon Musk. Apparently, he's not helping them enough on the Ukraine war. Huh? Nancy Pelosi, age 83, she's going to be running again for her congressional seat. <laughs> who, who wants more Pelosi in there? Mitch McConnell, speaking of our geriatric political leadership out there, he's, he says, you got to give more money to the Ukraine because it does help build up our military-industrial complex, which helps us compete with China. Uh, I liked Mitch better when he freezes up, when he's, like, frozen. The turtle snapped into his shell. The rigor mortis episodes keep coming up with him. New Mexico Governor Lujan declares an emergency in New Mexico and is banning concealed carry and open carry for 30 days in Albuquerque area, New Mexico. Oh, Democrat doesn't want the Second Amendment around there. How do you like that one? Oh, I've got so much to be going through. The shows just write themselves, ladies and gentlemen. And we will maybe do an essay on the six ways from Sunday crowd versus the American people. That's the stakes for 2024. And it's the six ways from Sunday. Remember Chuck Schumer, 2017, with Rachel Maddow, what he was saying? Trump is being unkind to the intelligence community, and they have six ways from Sunday for getting back at you. Ah, what did he know? But it's a MAGA movement, millions versus thousands in the six-way from Sunday crowd. Yeah, bringing us back what Blake calls the Shrek Band, reminding him of his childhood, that smash mouth. When the morning comes, we're saying our RIPs. The Steve Harwell passed away at the age of 56. Last week, covered that on the Tub Show when I was in on Wednesday. Oh, you don't want to miss those podcasts, let me tell you. <laughs> I was, yeah, weekday, prime time action in there. And one question, I forgot they were in Shrek, by the way. I forgot they were on that soundtrack. Um, Walking on the Sun is their best song. Maybe I'll get around to playing that later on. But how come the Republican Party can't seem to be bothered to impeach Joe Biden? Why? Ken Buck says that the evidence is not there. Ken Buck, our own congressman, the guy who just got finished saying that Christopher Ray, director of the FBI, is doing his very best. What's going on with Ken Buck, ladies and gentlemen? Anybody have thoughts on that? Byron Donalds, congressman from Florida, is out there saying, hey, it's time to impeach. He said this. But after months of investigation, it's clear to me that it's time to begin impeachment, says Byron Donalds. But how come Ken Buck not on board with that yet? What's going on with Ken Buck? Anyway, let's start saying some hello action and the great Rick, our marathon man. Welcome aboard, sir, from Aurora. Yeah, you know. Yeah, where do I start? But just quickly on Ken Buck, he's our Lindsey Graham. 
Could that be the case? I mean, he and, wrote a book called Drain the Swamp, no, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he write a whole book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the phonies do, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. I'm disappointed, you know, and oh, yeah. I, I'm trying to speculate what is motivating Ken Buck well, to it's be e- it's easy. so pro swamp. Well, I mean, is he afraid? What, yeah, what he's is a he? rhino. He's a rhino. They always okay. back down. He's now, you know, it, we'll always be, be disappointed if we put our cards with these people. We'll yeah, always be disappointed. You know. By the way, I have a, another analogy. Krista Kafer is our Liz Cheney. Uh, well, yeah. Liz Cheney, and she said she was going to run for president, Rick, but she seems not to have done that. Right. Um, Are you a little disappointed in that? I mean, she said, hey, after Wyoming rejected me by like 40 points, the most lopsided primary ever, thanks to our guy Jack in Wyoming, (laughs) she said she was going to run for president now, but where is it? These people are laughable. I tell you. You know, free, free press time, get their name in the paper, but they're nothing. Well, did you see the Iowa stuff? Yeah, Rick? I was just going to say, yeah. You know, did you see Trump with the fraternity, fraternity throwing the football, flipping burgers? He was having a fun. He was just having a blast out it, there. It, and Trump walks into the crowd, and the crowd yeah. goes totally crazy. Yeah. Did you hear how the New York Times framed it? Oh, uh, uh, I can only imagine. I have not seen their framing. It, or AP slash same thing, but... Well, here, here I'm quoting them pretty much that uh, Trump is, isn't doing retail politicking in Iowa, and that's what Iowa likes. And I'm going, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and they're complimenting the sanctimonious for being out there with the, with the people. Okay, yeah. DeSantis was Same sitting goal. out there in the crowd. Nobody knew he was there. Yeah. I, <laughs> and Trump walks in, and actually I've got this right here. Here's at least a snippet of it. Yeah. Trump walks in to the stadium, and just the people, and they're chanting USA. Yeah. And yeah, he goes out and flips a burger and held up a burger aloft. (laughs) You could tell he, you know, he wasn't like the Santas who was like staring at the boiled eggs, trying to put the toothpicks in the boiled eggs that time and not talking to anybody. Anyway. Trump's having fun. It's just absurd what their comments about him, but but it's everything. It gets so so rotten and silly and disgusting. Well, we are in the silly season. I mean, that's, Uh, that's a hundred percent on that. The, you know, the polls... I've been watching those in Iowa, and they've had they had Trump up only twenty two in Iowa. The last poll I saw, but then another one just came out from Iowa University, the Iowa University poll, and it has Trump up thirty seven. So DeSantis collapsing. Uh, DeSantis at fourteen in that poll, and now DeSantis is out there saying, "Well, if we get second in Iowa, that's that's no problem. That's that's okay." Hmm. Quickly for vice president, I would take Gnome or Carrie Lake. Those are my top oh, two. Oh, Carrie Lake. i got to put that on my little list here. Okay. Um, Although, you know, Gnome could say, you know, she's had the experience. You know, all the rot gut that they always say about every year. Sure. <laughs> it's, sure. And in the end, vice president means about a half percent. You know, people keep saying it's important. It really isn't. Right. It's Especially when Trump's uh, the head of the ticket. Um, You just want to avoid a Pence-type scenario when actually governing. But, yeah, you you would be okay with Christy Noem, okay, who did endorse Trump. 
in South Dakota two nights ago. Um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, would that would that get on your radar? Just curious, Rick. Uh, uh, I like her, but I no, I don't see that. She I could really talk don't. about you know Biden's neglect on the fires in Hawaii. She knows the deep state. Um, right. I think she should at least be in there. But yeah, I don't know if she would quite have as much impact. Noam somehow I think that would be high impact, but. One concern, Sundance at the conservative treehouse is worrying and fretting about the Christie Gnome background with the Koch brothers. Apparently, uh, the Koch brothers right, have been right. funding her along her political career. Yeah. and That's always dangerous. Yeah, so I want to learn more about that. Um, so that's just my only little note of caution, but boy, what a full-throttle endorsement <laughs> that was. Yeah, but this uh, Kim Reynolds, Iowa, still has not committed. Why do you think that is? That's what I'm wondering. Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, Iowa Republican, has been, you know, very close with DeSantis over this past, uh, right. what, year, six, eight months? Yep. And I've been presuming that the the Reynolds, Kim Reynolds endorsement's in the bag for, for DeSantis, but it hasn't happened yet, has it? That means Kim Reynolds uh, wants to... Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Well, she doesn't want to hurt her career. She's not going to endorse a loser. You don't endorse losers if you want to advance. I wonder if, you know, especially that last poll with Trump plus 37 in Iowa, I wonder if that means Kim Reynolds just can't do it now. I mean, she's boxed in. If she endorses DeSantis and then he goes out and, like, barely gets into double digits in Iowa. Yeah, that hurts her politically. She'll, no way she'll do it. So... Let, let's watch that space closely because she's under a lot of pressure from the Republican Rhino Governors Association, the RGA, who uh, basically have them all lined up to be endorsing DeSantis, right? Right. And if she doesn't, ooh, ooh, that would be hurtful to Ron. That would be right. That'd but be a hurt, tough one. But it'd be hurtful to her. <laughs> yes. She did do it, <laughs> and you know, in the end, don't these people want to protect them themselves? Yes. Self interest usually takes precedence. Yeah, and she, you don't, politicians don't usually want to walk out on a limb out there by themselves, and that's what she would be doing. And so, I don't know, I think Barris says, uh, Barris, the uh, pollster, who I think is the best pollster out there in America right. now, big data poll, is saying that the Christy Nome endorsement of Trump is huge. That's big. Oh, yeah. And even if Kim Reynolds were to endorse DeSantis, that it wouldn't have that much impact. It wouldn't be nearly as big as this gnome endorsement, which uh, right. hmm, which kind of makes sense. But I think, <laughs> I think with the Santa support collapsing, he's kind of closing in on losing what was once in the bag, the Reynolds endorsement. So, right. hmm. yeah. well, we shall see, Rick. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm taking notes on what you're saying. Yeah, gnome and Carrie Lake got a Carrie Lake. Hmm. Boy, no one speaks better than Carrie. Lake and understands from hard experience what it's like to go up against the machine, I'll tell you. But Rick, all the best and good luck on your next marathon. I've run a few 5Ks this week, just so you know. I'm trying to trying to keep up a little. Yeah, it's raining across Denver Metro and it's Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn in the saddle here. I see the precipitation accumulating upon the glass panes of the windows around the 710K in U.S. Salem-Denver studios. And that's Box of Rain by the Grateful Dead. I put that in, expecting it to rain when that song came on. And by gosh, I, uh, my, my predictions were 
pretty accurate on that, like 100%. And my political predictions tend to be about 99.8%, although I can't remember not predicting something right in, uh, in my career. I can't remember it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. No, can't remember. Can't remember. At any rate, off to the phone lines. Want to talk to everybody, uh, but Trump, South Dakota. Crooked Joe cares only about enriching his own family. I care about enriching your family. Yeah, big distinction there. And CNN's even out there saying, looks bad for Joe Biden. 58% of the American people think he's botched the American economy. Ugh. Not great. Let's say hello to Teresa in Denver. Welcome, Teresa. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I, in regard to the vice president pick, I yeah. think that I'm hoping that he'll choose Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, for yes. Reason, for the and the reason I say that is she's um, she's very energetic. She's extremely popular among the base, and uh, you know Donald Trump in his first term. He needed some of these establishment people to get him through some of the ropes, but they never served him well. And while Christy Nomi, very vibrant and very smart, I don't think he should drag himself down anymore with picking any more of these establishment people. He's got to go with fresher faces. The people who were not a part of the establishment are the ones that always served him well in his yes. first term. But not these not these people who are all and spend most of their life in politics he needs to go with carrie lake and and not uh, christy gnome i just don't think you see known as part of a more establishment minded individual oh my god on that and you know she did not shut down south dakota during covid um she was one of america's best governors on that front which does appeal and might bolster any perception that desantis has tried to create that Hey, he kept Florida free, but look at old Trump was all close buddy buddy with Anthony Fauci, which is none of it's true. Well, right, and so no, I don't think. But see, whoever he picks as vice president, he's he's going to have to be he's going to be saddled with that person. Right, and I think that I think just somebody who's just very likable, very smart, very popular with the base, and that's Carrie Lake. I think she would be a winning ticket for him. But um, but no, I don't think he should be bogged down with any more of these these establishment people. Right. Um, I just think it's going to be a train wreck for him. Right. Just like it was with Mike Pence. So Carrie Lake, top of Teresa's list. Gnome, not up there. Do Byron Donald's Tulsi Gabbard get on your list at all? Um, Or is it pretty much just Carrie Lake? I would never trust. Uh, I would never trust Tulsi Gabbard, and not in a minute. She may say a lot of good things, and and the, and that's fine. Some things I agree with her on, but no, never. Because she um, was once a Democrat, and all that. And, and I, I, I believe that she still has a lot of those Democrat tendencies, but um, okay, not yeah, that she doesn't say some good things. But Byron Donald, he's very good, but I don't think he can run with him because isn't he from Florida too? Yeah, good point on that. I don't. Yeah. Think that that's forbidden, and uh, yeah. Trump, according to the polls, is dominating Biden in Florida like hugely. And guess what? DeSantis is not dominating Biden in Florida, which is very interesting. So, yeah. um, well, so DeSantis well, you know, I, I, would I, I, would would lose a bunch of the key key like Dade County in in Florida, which Trump would win. Right. DeSantis would lose it to Biden, according to the data I've been looking at. So, right. So, I think somebody just. 
like Carrie Lake would be ideal for him. But I did see another clip in a different venue from the one we saw before of Casey DeSantis going on and on and on again about her kids. And, <laughs> She's still and, doing and, that. <laughs> and Daryl yeah. Smith, Daryl Smith from the SmackDown show, he was playing it. And afterwards, he said he was just shaking his head and laughing. He said, he said, I think it's time for those kids just to get a good butt weapon. Yeah. I mean, they're so badly <laughs> okay. behaved. Yeah. By the way, it was backbone. We did that first um, the same day that they brought Casey DeSantis out on the trail. And she talked for like four, six, eight minutes in a row about oh, her no. kids. I, I played all eight minutes. I broke it up into segments. And I was just testing it out on the listeners, you know, at Backbone. I said, how do you like this? I mean, is this good? Is this going to is this gonna work? And everybody was like, please turn off the – please stop. Please stop. Oh, anyway. yeah. Again, it was just as grating and just as boring as before. Yeah. And she just says she can't stop doing that. Well, I think, no, you know – Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, it's just not working out for DeSantis. Well, in my opinion, fortunately, because I was not on his, his side. But I – I have uh, been calling that one forthrightly from the start, and I advised DeSantis not to get into the race at all. But did he listen? Nope, nope, he did not listen. But it is turning out as I expected. With The only surprise to me is DeSantis is, is worse on the stump than I expected, and he's more of a rhino than I expected. I didn't expect that quite at that level. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Teresa, thank yeah, you. And we're, we're gonna I'm putting Carrie Lake on the VP potential list here. So Let's all the so. best and make sure you stay yeah. close with us and we've got a very interesting road to twenty twenty four. I want to hear more from you, Teresa. Thank okay. you for checking in. And let's say hey to Brad in Lakewood and Brad, real quick, I was just out in Lakewood hiking around uh, the Bear Lake Park area in Lakewood. And uh, that's that's nice country out there. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, yeah, my point is back in 2010, a number of us were trying to get Ken Buck elected, and uh, Peter Boyles has the tape. Evidently, uh, Ken Buck made the statement, I wish these damn tea powders would quit following me around. So back then, Ken Buck was showing his true colors, and Michael Bennett was attacking Ken Buck pretty viciously, but Ken Buck wouldn't fight back against Bennett, but but he would attack his own base. Uh Ken Buck also has poor judgment when it comes to leadership. He voted for both Boehner and Paul Ryan. And I've been calling up a number of these members of the Freedom Caucus around the country, saying, I'm from Colorado. We know what Ken Buck is really like. Uh, why do you even allow Ken Buck to stay in the Freedom Caucus? And I've called three or four members of the caucus, uh, telling them they, they need to remove Ken Buck from the Freedom Caucus. He's, he's not worthy of membership in the Freedom Caucus. Boy. It is uh, one of those things where Caller Rick was just saying, you know, you put hope in politicians like that and they will always disappoint you. But it seems like none more so than Ken Buck, honestly, writing a book called Drain the Swamp. And then on July 13th, there's Ken Buck goes out there. I've got the story on it right here in which he says that uh, FBI director... Christopher Ray is, quote, doing his very best. He's like, he goes on CNN and praises Christopher Ray, an incredibly corrupt director of the FBI to replace Comey, who was also incredibly corrupt. And then Ken Buck goes on CNN again and says, oh, there's just no evidence that I've seen to impeach Joe Biden. Byron Donalds and other congressmen, Republicans out there saying, hey, the evidence says let's do impeach Joe Biden. Uh... 
you know, what, what is the deal? Do you think Ken Buck, it's his true colors, like you said, Brad, that he just really is just a rhino, and he likes to go on CNN and get praised by the left-wing media, which the, uh, the left-wing media praised him a great deal for his statements that I've just mentioned? Um, or do you think that um, he's just scared to death about, you know, getting into the mix and sticking up for this country? What do you think, Brad? Well, I wouldn't really call him a rhino, but I don't think he's uh, near, nearly as good as people uh, think he is. And uh, I think we need Carrie Lake more in the Senate. I think Christy Noem would be a great choice for VP. But I still think Ron Johnson would be a great choice because... Oh, uh, Ron Johnson. Let me put that on my list. Okay, be- good. Because he would help us out in Wisconsin, and he's proven he can win in a purple state. He's won three tough races. I think uh, I would either go with Christy Noem or uh, Ron Johnson, but we need Carrie Lake in the Senate more. And... Uh, it's real important that uh, people start making these phone calls down to Texas this week. It's a call to action because uh, Ken Buck Paxton appears to have a really good lawyer, and he's uh, really doing a phenomenal job. And it's um, people. It's really easy to find these 19 uh, Republicans in Texas. Just type into Wikipedia, it'll list their phone numbers. And up here in Colorado, everybody listening, we need a make as many phone calls down to Texas and support a Ken right. Paxton. Yep. Ken Paxton, the AG of Texas, is getting impeached by the Rhino Republican class in Texas. And Ken Paxton's the guy, remember, he beat George P. Bush in that AG race down there. Some people are saying that it's the Bush family clan that's trying to make life hard for Ken Paxton. And, Brad, you've been pointing out all along that Ken Paxton's been trying to secure the border down there in Texas, but not the rest of the rhino Republican leaders, including the governor of Texas. Kind of a sad thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And there, I'm involved in a couple of groups down in Texas, Texas Red Dirt Politics, and uh, I'm following this Lauren Davis really close. And uh, it appears that George P. Bush is uh, behind uh, a lot of this impeached. Uh, there you go. The Bush family. Good grief. Wish they'd kind of just, you know, recede somewhere and... You know, hide somewhere, like like Mitch like is doing. Anyway, we'll be back. Oh, yeah, Taylor Made Sally Good by Jimmy Martin. Little bluegrass action bringing us back in to Backbone Radio on this Sunday evening, September 10th, 2023. Wonderful, wonderful phone callers. We've already talked to Rick, Teresa, Brad. We got more on the way. You're also invited, 303-696-1971. I will be getting back to the VP conversation. Who should Trump pick for the VP? I will be getting back to a little bit of the Ken Buck. Ken Buck, what is the matter with him? And why aren't Republicans already impeaching Joe Biden? I mean, what what is the problem, rhinos? We'll get back to that a little bit and a few uh Texas studio coming in um let's see here uh and I can't tell if this um yeah um one Texas studio and I can't tell quite who it's from and hi Matt do a little research on Christy Nome she actually was for the lockdown and the masks until someone within the state stood up and said they were against it and she backed down she is also 100% in for all the Colorado pipelines 
And this individual says, I would not trust Ken Buck as far as I could throw him. What a colossal disappointment. And so, yeah, a little mixed messages there on Christy Nome, but definitely clear that Ken Buck is not to be trusted. And um, and had some tweets come in. I guess I'll get to those later. Uh, Jennifer Harris down in Texas says that Carrie Lake is angling for the Senate seat in Arizona, not necessarily the VP slot. And uh, Jennifer Harris, outstanding political commentator, um, she and I tend to disagree on the DeSantis front in a big way, but we think Jennifer is wonderful and great, and we all love her from up here in Colorado. Um, though we didn't see DeSantis eye to eye, but you know, that's 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 not even a problem, ladies and gentlemen. But um, let's see. Okay, let's let's say hello on the phone lines. We have some more running mate potential conversation here. Is this Rodney? Rodney and Aurora. Welcome. Glad you're here, Rodney. Yeah, thank you. Really enjoying the show, of course. Right on. So, just to go right to it, Tulsi, and uh, if you check out her website, she's a hardcore liberal. Um, she believes in man, that man does uh, global uh, climate change, that man's responsible for it. Okay. Crazy. Right? I mean, right there, it's like a hard stop. Another thing is she thinks that college uh, should be free for everyone. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All you have to do is go look at her website and the things that she stands for, and there's about eight of them that you're like, oh, okay, that that doesn't work at all. Okay, and I have not looked at her website. At least it's been a while. But I will say this, you know, in Tulsi Gabbard's defense, I mean, boy, she hammers the deep state better than anybody. And as a, you know, served in the U.S. military and learned a lot about the military-industrial complex, which she distrusts greatly, and about how Afghanistan and Iraq were handled by a lot of the corrupt people on top of this country. She really has a valuable, valuable voice. And she did leave the Democratic Party, but yeah, and what, what you're saying about fundamentally leftist viewpoints, probably, if that's, you know, all where she is, uh, wouldn't quite work now, would it, Rodney? Good points. It wouldn't. And if I could say one more thing, oh, take your we time. have this problem with, uh, with folks who agree with the conservative values, but only maybe 80% of them. And then you're mm-hmm. like, well, we agree on most of it, except that other 20% is open borders, man-made, uh, you, know, you know, controlling our energy, uh, taxes. So it's no longer if you agree with 80% of what we say, the other 20% is okay. Because that other 20% is enough to take away your rights, your liberty, your money, your education. And so it doesn't work that any, that way anymore. You have to kind of have all the conservative principles. Someone like Carrie Lake. Yeah, I mean, that's, wow. that's what I would, was, would ask you is do you have uh, – yeah, who, who might you like? You like Carrie Lake, you get a thumbs up for uh, – where do you come down on uh, potential uh, Christy Nome? Governor of South Dakota just endorsed Trump or uh, Byron Donalds, congressman from Florida, who's all gung ho to impeach uh, Biden. Any any of those names? I like Byron a lot. I think he I think he's a smart guy. I think we need someone who's going to absolutely champion for the mega principles, the America first principles. Period. That's what the vice president has to do. Yes. Uh, Noam, I, I like a lot of what she says, but. Is she going to be that one who really champions for Trump? 
I, I want someone ten times no. I mean, we need we need real big fighters in there have, who have uh, been under the uh, the deep state uh, attack and come out ahead. And you know, Terry Lake is, is is pretty awesome that way. Well, you got to say Carrie Lake. I mean, she can fight, right? And she is such a good speaker. Okay, um, you would say it probably works against her that she can't. Uh, you know, you can, you can explain it to the max about how how it happened in Arizona, but she doesn't have the, uh, you know, hey, the winner, the actual governor, you know what I mean, the way Christy Nome has. And uh, believe me, it wouldn't take any persuading on me to understand Arizona, but when you start thinking of the broad masses of the population, some of whom cannot filter propaganda too well, I think that might be a little bit of a drawback for Kerry Lake, but... You know, you need fighters, like you're saying, Rodney, somebody who can really withstand the storm. And is that Christy Nome? I don't know. I, but is that Carrie Lake? You could, you would say yes. She's proven that. Would you agree? All day long, all day long. And I don't need someone who has held public office to run for public office. That's not the qualification for me. The qualification mm-hmm. for me is, are you going to fight for American values? Are you going to put America first? And if you're going to do that, I'm all for it. Right on. Putting America first. And do you ever wonder, Rodney, like, why is that so hard for politicians to do that these days? Why is it so hard to just put America first? Like, you know, every other country does, except for, like, America and maybe a few countries in Europe that can't seem to put themselves first. It's weird, right? It is, and I think the reason is a lot of these politicians are so used to putting themselves first. And mm-hmm. when you do that over and over, it's hard then to say, well, I'm going to put America first. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to fight for America first, beyond your own, um, how do you say, your own benefit. And I, I never understood with these folks. I tell them, I'm fighting for your liberty so that I can have mine. Exactly. Exactly. I think, you know, politicians, you know, the sphere around a politician is not really the constituents that voted for them. They they get elected. They go to D.C. and suddenly they're surrounded by lobbyists and media people and staffers and the rest of it. And they, you know, they see that, you know, the the chokehold, the CNNs and the MSNBCs and all that have, at least on some of the mainstream media, and so the sphere that they're suddenly surrounded by when they go out there is completely different than the people that put them into office. You know what I mean? And it's hard, it's hard for folks in part to see beyond it, but yet also they know that it's a much easier path if they put America last these days. I mean, what, what priorities, right? If they just go along with the lobbyists and the rest of them, huh? It might be easy for them up front, but I tell you, when they lose their liberty... They're going to be in the same boat with all of us. That's right. And uh, when you when you end up losing a nation and it becomes a gulag, like in so many ways we already are, yeah, um, it doesn't do much good to look back and say, well, I blame so-and-so, I blame Ken Buck, I blame... But, you know... 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.